the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Sponsored by the Law Office of Robert Bergman. Welcome to Plan Your Estate Radio with your host, San Jose Estate Planning Attorney Bob Bergman. Bob's been practicing law for over 40 years and is certified by the State Bar of California as a legal specialist in estate planning, trust, and probate law. Bob is here to help you set your house in order with valuable insights you can use today to prepare a better tomorrow for your loved ones. And now your host for Plan Your Estate Radio, Attorney Bob Bergman. Good afternoon, Bay Area. San Jose Estate Planning Attorney Bob Bergman here, broadcasting from my office in San Jose, California, in the Cambrian Park neighborhood. If you're familiar with that neighborhood, it's kind of between the city of Campbell and the Willow Glen neighborhood. And um, that office is. I uh, want to let you all know that I do have another workshop coming up this coming Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday, and that is uh, November 9th from 11.30 in the morning till 12.30 in the afternoon. So it's over the lunch hour on a Wednesday. And uh, it's uh, following the format of the other workshops I've done in the past. And if you are interested in coming, I do have space available. It's a little bit light right now, but I do have a limit on how many people can come to my office for this. It is an in-person workshop, and it's interactive as well. If you go to my website at lawbob, L-A-W-B-O-B dot com, and click on the menu for workshops, it will take you to my workshop page that describes the workshop, and then there is also a link at the bottom if you wish to register. You can register for more than just yourself if you want to come with, with a spouse or partner or with uh, other family members or with the friends. Uh, You can register for multiple spaces. I just ask that if you do register for multiple spaces that everybody please show up. Everyone who registers and does not show up has actually taken away a place for someone else who could have registered who will show up. So please, if you're gonna register, please show up. Um, because it's a little disheartening sometimes to have a number of people register and then they don't show up for the actual workshop. And uh, like the last workshop I had was completely full, and uh, probably uh, six of the people did not show up at all, which meant that there were other people that may have wanted to come. They couldn't come because there was no more space available to register, and so they lost out on the workshop. So... Go to lawbob.com, click on the link for workshops, and you can then register for my workshop next week. I thought I would do a little bit of a change of pace today instead of my usual approach of questions and comments from around the state of California. And I thought I would spend today's show talking about some general things dealing with 
estate planning and kind of what estate planning is. And hopefully by the end of this show, you'll have a little bit better understanding of what I actually do as an estate planning attorney and how what I do differs from attorneys that uh, do living trusts or just living trusts uh, or what we call we would call trust attorneys. So when we talk about estate planning, the first thing to do is define what is your estate. Okay, so talking about what is your estate, it consists of a lot of different things. Most obvious things would be things like if you have a personal residence, if you have a home that you own, if you have other real estate such as a second home, commercial buildings, rental properties, raw land, timeshares where you actually have a deed, not just a membership, things like that. It includes memberships and vacation clubs or cooperative apartments, annuities that you may own, life insurance on your, um, on your life, which is often overlooked because it doesn't become part of your estate until you die. Um, Retirement plans such as IRAs, 401ks, 403bs, other things like that. Um, Stocks, bonds, and mutual funds that either you own directly or through a brokerage account, uh, which does not include any of those owned inside retirement plans. REITs, which are real estate investment trusts, cryptocurrency accounts such as Bitcoin. Those are starting to become more of a thing. Checking accounts, savings accounts, CDs, money market accounts and other things at banks and credit unions and other financial institutions. Business interests, including shares you may own in a corporation, an LLC, or interests in an LLP, limited liability partnership, or an FLP, Family Limited Partnership. Stock options and restricted stock units through your employer. And then personal property, furniture, jewelry, clothing, antiques, works of art, vehicles, boats, planes, RVs, anything you could possibly imagine uh, that you could pick up and move around. Or, or you could transport from one place to another. That's typically going to be personal property. So the, the general legal term for your estate is all your stuff. <laughs> Sorry, that's actually just my legal term for it. All your stuff. All the things that you own. But your estate has another component to it, which may be much more significant and much more important. And that is your family. Right, your family. That could be your spouse, your domestic partner or your life partner, your children, grandchildren, your parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, nieces, nephews, cousins, or even all those people you choose to make your family. The people you've surrounded yourself with that you consider to be your family because maybe you don't have any relationship at all with your biological family, or maybe you don't have any biological family left, so that you have created a family from the people around you, friends that you care about, 
and that care about you. Estate planning includes planning for your stuff, but also planning for those people in your family that you care for. Again, however you define your family. Now, people ask me all the time, well, Bob, why do we need to even do estate planning? I mean, isn't there, aren't there already laws in place that say where my property goes when I die? And, and, uh, and, and so it's going gonna, it's gonna to automatically go to my spouse, right? Well, answer, uh, yes, no, or maybe. Well, um, if I have kids and I don't have a spouse, it's going to automatically go to my kids, right? Uh, again, yes, no, or maybe. There's nothing really that's automatic in estate planning. We have laws called the laws of intestate succession, which basically spell out what happens to your property when you die if you don't have any kind of an estate plan, or who gets your stuff when you die if you don't have a plan. But there's a lot of reasons to do estate planning, and I thought I would take some time here today um, and share with you what some of those reasons are. But I will tell you, you're going to have to wait until after the first break in the show today because I will be turning around and uh, coming back after the first break and we will be talking about the reasons to do estate planning and estate planning options that people actually have. Um, I think some of them will be pretty obvious. Some of them will be less obvious. Some of them will apply to everyone who has an estate. And some will apply only to people in particular circumstances. But when we come back, I'm going to share with you reasons why you should do estate planning and yep there's our music tells me that we're on our way out for the end of the first segment of the show today but when we come back we'll continue with plan your estate radio with your host estate planning attorney bob bergman talk with you after the break This is Plan Your Estate Radio with San Jose estate planning attorney Bob Bergman on AM 1220 KDOW. Hi, welcome back to the second segment of the show today. In the previous segment, I was talking about uh, sharing with you reasons to do estate planning and uh, how some of them apply to everybody, some of them apply to some families and not others, and some may actually not apply to anyone listening to the show today. So there's a lot of reasons to do estate planning. Uh, the first one that applies pretty much to everybody is avoiding conservatorship while you're alive if you should become incapacitated. That could be physical incapacitation. It could be mental incapacitation. But in this case, we're typically talking about mental incapacitation where you're no longer able to handle your affairs. You're no longer able to handle your uh, 
finances or uh, make medical decisions for yourself because you can't really communicate with doctors anymore for whatever reason. Um, this, what will happen is for someone to handle things for you, they would have to go to court and apply for a conservatorship for you. Now, a conservatorship is the legal term in California for a guardianship for an adult, just like minor children may actually need someone appointed by a court as their guardian to care for them and possibly to also handle whatever uh, monies they may have or property they may have or may have inherited. You can also have the need for a uh, conservator for an adult. So you want to avoid that if at all possible because conservatorship is not cheap. And uh, it, it's uh, the last estimate that I heard from an expert that handles actual conservatorship was that it's going to be at least $12,000 here in Santa Clara County, for example. Uh, your mileage may vary depending on what county you're in. And that is for an uncontested conservatorship. Uncontested meaning that whoever has applied to be the conservator doesn't have anybody else out there that's objecting to that or saying, you know, no, well, we don't think that person should be uh, the conservator for this person who is uh, who is now incapacitated. Second thing is <coughs> uh, you want to avoid the probate process for your family when you die. See, here's the deal. Uh, when you pass away, if you have not done any planning or if the only planning you've done is to create a will, then it is very likely that your estate, your your stuff, if you will, will have to go through the probate process in order to be passed on to your family. That may not be the case if you have a surviving spouse, depending on how you own property together with that spouse. <coughs> Excuse me. But it's definitely going to be the case if you um, don't have a spouse, but you have children or other heirs who would inherit from you. So avoiding the probate process is another big reason to do estate planning. Probate takes months and months and months. It's completely public in nature, and uh, it's very expensive to go through the probate process. Another reason to do planning is if you have minor children, children under the age of 18, um, you may need guardians for those children if something happens to you while they're still under age. And kind of as a corollary to that, you might be afraid that your children could end up losing their inheritance someday because of how it is left to them. Uh, I've talked about this in the past when I talk about the castle or castle trust planning, leaving property in trust for children, typically in trust for their lifetime so that they can actually protect their inheritance from things that could come against them in their lifetime whether it's a divorcing spouse, 
a malpractice claim because they're a professional that can be sued for making a mistake, uh, an injury claim where maybe they caused an accident, maybe they had a business that failed, and now they owe money to the bank, they owe money to the vendors that supplied the business, and they may be looking at uh, facing filing for bankruptcy. All of those are things that could cause an inheritance to be lost, but with proper estate planning, you can protect the inheritance for anyone you're leaving it to um, by as much as is possible here in California. If you have a special needs child or another beneficiary, another family member, or even someone unrelated to you that you care deeply about and you'd want to provide for them, you need to do estate planning to make sure that they receive property that can be used to help care for them, but they receive it in such a way that it is not going to be actively lost um, by having to be completely spent before they can get any assistance from the government, for example. Uh, for example, SSI for income, Medi-Cal for health insurance or long-term care in a nursing home, uh, Section 8 housing, um, which is uh, all of those kinds of programs require someone to be basically indigent, meaning without real assets. Even though the Medi-Cal program here in California has been expanded and people can actually have more assets now than they used to be able to, uh, a substantial inheritance in the hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars could easily be required to be largely spent before someone could get assistance. So you would want to make sure you're doing estate planning if you have a special needs child or other beneficiary. Some families are concerned um, that when they're gone, their family is going to fight with each over over who gets what, who gets the inheritance or what part of the inheritance or anything else like that. So they, So planning, though, can be done in such a way to head off um, as much as legally possible people fighting over their inheritance. And it can be done by putting um, restrictions and things in the plan and even guidelines that uh, basically make it clear that if people start fighting, they run the risk of losing whatever has been left to them. Um, and so that is uh, another key right there, is planning there. Another thing, you might be worried that your estate might be lost due to the expense of an extended nursing home stay or something like that. That would be Medi-Cal planning. So that can be done ahead of time or with a good estate plan. It could be done in the future if it needs to be done in the future. So we're coming up on the mid-show break. And when we come back, I will continue with more Plan Your Estate Radio and some more reasons to do estate planning. And there's several more that we haven't even touched on yet. So stay tuned for the second half of the show today. This is attorney Bob Bergman. This is Plan Your Estate Radio with San Jose estate planning attorney Bob Bergman. 
on AM 1220 KDOW. Hi, welcome back to the third segment of the show today. I'm going to continue with more reasons to do estate planning. There's several more, so uh, get yourself comfortable. Um, Here's another one. You're worried that your home or your business might have to be sold after your death to pay taxes that are owing, debts that you have, or other fees and costs associated with winding up your affairs. One of the realities is that um, when you pass away, if you have a mortgage on your house, for example, it doesn't automatically get paid off. Uh, And if you were the one who was earning everything, the breadwinner, then whoever you've left behind may not have the resources to pay off that mortgage in order to have the house now free from any financial obligation, meaning any mortgage obligation. There will still be property taxes and insurance and maintenance and things, but the mortgage might need to be gone. If you have a business and you have business debt, uh, all those kinds of things. Here, planning might involve um, going out and getting life insurance. And depending on the size of estate that you have, you might even be looking at life insurance that is not owned directly by you, but is owned in some kind of trust relationship so that it's not part of your estate and not subject to your creditors at death. That's another important thing. You you can set things up that way so that the funds are available for your family, but not available to your creditors. Now, you can't really do that and avoid tax creditors, tax bills, the state and the IRS, but you can avoid many other debts with proper planning. Another thing is you're in a second marriage or a later marriage, and you want to make sure that your share of property goes eventually on to your children or grandchildren and not to those of your spouse. That is a real uh, a real problem right there, because I will tell you that... Um, There are many, many second marriages and third marriages out there of what we sometimes uh, would call as attorneys, um, you know, the Brady Bunch marriages. His kids, her kids, sometimes their kids as well. And you need to do proper planning to make sure that that you don't have one part of the family that ends up inadvertently being completely disinherited because there was no plan. Um, Another thing is either you and or your spouse are not citizens of the United States and you want to make sure that your property can be passed on to your spouse or it can be passed on to you if your spouse passes away. There are special considerations in planning if one or both uh, spouses are not U.S. citizens. And um, it's going to be different whether they're U.S. citizens, permanent residents, 
or just here on a visa and not permanent residence, the the effect of all that can be very, very different because of the way the estate tax laws work. This is something where you really want to have um, an estate planner working with you to sort all that out. If you have a very large estate, then you want to minimize or eliminate the federal estate tax, what we call the death tax, in order to preserve the estate and pass it on to the next generation. Then you might be concerned about um, reserving or preserving low real property assessed value for your residence here in California being passed on to children or to grandchildren to the extent that it's legally permitted under the current state of the law. Um, you want to do estate planning to make sure that you take advantage of that if you're intending to pass it on to a child, for example, and the child's going to live in it. You want to make sure that your plan is explicit about how that's going to happen so that they don't even inadvertently end up having some or all of the residents reassessed by the assessor's office in the county where your residence is located. You might also be concerned about minimizing capital gains income tax for your heirs when they turn around and sell assets after you've died, such as real estate, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, or anything else classified as a capital asset, which means one that qualifies for capital gains income tax treatment when it's sold. With proper planning, you can make sure, especially in the case of a married couple, that those assets get passed on with maximum income tax benefit to minimize any income tax consequence when they're subsequently sold by whomever you've left those assets to. And then you might very well be interested in passing on your values to your children and your grandchildren. If you value giving to charity, you might reflect that in your estate plan with substantial charitable gifts. You might even encourage in your plan your children and grandchildren to continue that tradition of charitable gifts. You may even want to make sure that you've planned for your pets, that you've made provision, financial provision for your pets and who would take care of your pets if something happened to you. Um, all of these things are reasons to, to do estate planning, but maybe the biggest one overall is you want to have peace of mind. You want to know that when you've done your planning, that there is something in place to handle things for you should you become incapacitated or after you have passed on and that there is a plan, it's in writing, and you have people that can assist your family in implementing that plan and making sure that your wishes are carried out. That's probably the major reason to do estate planning, is to have peace of mind. Now, I'll tell you that here in Santa Clara County, which is where I practice, even though I have clients from all over the Bay Area, the families in Santa Clara County 
come from a wide variety of cultural, religious, ethnic, and family backgrounds. About half of my own clients, maybe more now, are from countries other than the United States, including India, China, Taiwan, Korea, South Africa, Great Britain, Vietnam, Russia, the Netherlands, Ukraine, Philippines, France, Ireland, Germany, and many, many others. Many of my clients are naturalized U.S. citizens. Several others are permanent residents. And because of the many financial, spiritual, and cultural differences between the various families that I work with, estate planning must be customized to the specific needs of each family. And you'll find that many issues in estate planning apply equally to those who are unmarried or unmarried um, people who are in a uh, in just a life partnership or a registered domestic partnership. And then they will also apply to uh, married couples. Many issues apply whether you have children or not. Uh, sometimes things only apply to married couples or those with young children. Now, I'm going to start here now with a little quiz and ask you to maybe take a moment, grab a piece of paper and a pencil and get ready to write down your answer. What do you think is the most popular estate planning option that people use or do? Okay, right now, mentally insert the Jeopardy music for your final answer. I'm not going to sing it for you because it's under copyright and I don't want to get in trouble. But let's assume now the Jeopardy music has run out and now they're asking for your answer. And the answer is what? The most popular planning option is to do Nothing at all. Nada. Zip. Zilch. This is the most popular planning option, and it's, quote, chosen by default by about two-thirds of the people in the United States. So if you're walking down the street and you see three people walking down the street, chances are pretty good that two of those three people have done no planning of any kind that is the planning that they have chosen. And I say chosen because it's the easiest estate plan to choose because it just involves doing nothing, which means that it's the default. And if you never do anything, that's your plan right there. It has a lot of advantages. I'll be very straightforward about that. Um, it doesn't cost you any money out of cost. So there's no cost to you to do nothing at all. There's no lawyers involved. There's no paperwork. You don't have to think about dying. And you'll be gone. So why worry about it? When we come back after this break, I'll finish up the show. This is attorney Bob Bergman. Talk with you after the final break. Now, back to Plan Your Estate Radio with attorney Bob Bergman. 
I welcome back to the final segment of our show today. And like I said before the break, the most popular planning option is to do nothing at all. And it does have advantages. No out-of-pocket costs, no lawyers, no paperwork. You don't have to think about dying. That's probably the biggest advantage. And you'll be gone, so why worry about it? It's not going to be something you have to deal with because you're not going to be around anymore. Instead, your family is going to have to deal with the consequences and effects of doing no planning at all. And now, if you die without an estate plan, the law calls this dying intestate. And this means that you have no last will and testament. You have no plan of any kind. And when someone dies with or without a will here in California, um, you're called a decedent. And if you die intestate, meaning no will, the state of California has written a will for you called the laws of intestate secession. Basically, the laws of who gets you stuff when you die if you don't have a plan. These laws decide who receives your property, how much they receive, and when they will receive it. And the people who receive your property are called your heirs. Now, the laws of intestate succession generally distribute property to your next of kin or those relatives most closely related to you. However, because laws are specific to each state, your property could end up being distributed to relatives, um, more distant relatives you don't even know, or distributed to stepchildren or to other relatives you would not want to receive your property. Your estate will usually have to also go through a formal legal process called probate administration through the probate court in the county where you were a resident when you died. Now, a slightly better planning option than doing nothing at all is to actually make a last will and testament. If you do that, you're called dying testate. This means you'll have a will that you've written where you can tell the court how you want your property distributed when you die. And this could be different from what the intestate succession laws would indicate. You can also name or nominate guardians for your minor children in this will and also waive certain court costs and expenses that the law might require, such as a requirement that a bond be posted by your executor, um, a bond to make sure your executor follows the rules and follows their obligations under the law. However, like doing nothing at all, having just a will means your estate often has to go through the formal probate process as well. Now, the only other thing I'm going to talk about today is the probate process. So, probate involves filing in the court, the probate court. You have to set a hearing. You have to publish notice of the filing in a newspaper that publishes legal notices. You have to give specific notice to everyone who is named as an heir in the will, or if there is no will, everyone who would inherit from the person. Um, you're, you're going to 
And in the process, you're actually also going to be um, giving notice eventually to creditors of the person. You're going to have to file uh, and wait for several months after the probate commences to give creditors a chance to file their claims in the probate, even if you know there are no claims to be filed because there are no creditors. And then after several months has gone by, if everything's been paid off, all bills have been paid off, taxes have been paid off, all those kinds of things, you can then file to close out the probate and eventually actually distribute the uh, the property to the people who would receive it, uh, your heirs, in other words. Now, here in Santa Clara County, that's probably about, at a minimum, uh, a nine-month process to get through probate. You also get the privilege of, of paying uh, filing fees and publication fees for legal publication. You also have to pay the attorney handling the probate. Attorneys are allowed to charge statutory probate fees, which would translate to a for a million-dollar estate, and that's a million-dollar market value, not necessarily net. That could be a million-dollar house with an $800,000 loan on it. Well, that would be about $23,000 in attorney's fees just to handle the probate. Um, there's a reason I call probate the attorney's retirement plan. It's because attorneys can charge a large amount to handle the probate of someone's estate. And the amount charged doesn't necessarily bear any relationship to the work involved by the attorney. So if you want to learn more about estate planning and planning priorities, come to my workshop this coming Wednesday. Go to lawbob.com, click on the button for workshops, and then go down and register. I do have space available. I'm hoping to see some of you that are listening today at my workshop next Wednesday. But for now, this is the end of the show today. This is attorney Bob Bergman, host of Plan Your Estate Radio, and I hope you have a great weekend. Goodbye, Bay Area. You've been listening to Plan Your Estate Radio with estate planning attorney Bob Bergman. For more information on today's program or to schedule a consultation, visit lawbob.com, L-A-W-B-O-B, lawbob.com. Or call his office in San Jose, 408-247-0444. That's 408-247-0444. And be sure to tune in next week for more Plan Your Estate Radio with attorney Bob Bergman. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of this station and are for informational purposes only and should not be construed to be legal, financial, or tax advice. Seek appropriate legal advice regarding your particular situation. Attorney Bob Bergman does not offer any guarantees with regard to the outcome of your legal matter. Prior results in other cases do not guarantee a similar outcome in your case. All rights reserved. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.